Today, This American Dice presents the finale of Cousin Quest, our short Friday episode of This American Dice. Join Rabbi Pilkis Gabagool, Tibidi the Ranger, and the Panther as they battle in mortal combat, the Chimera Hydra. Now get over here and watch it. And this mayonnaise. You get this vision, though. Just flat. Maybe, maybe this is the first time this ever happened. You tell me after this is over, but you kind of see through his eyes and you're flying through um, the forest and you come to the the lair of the Chimera Hydra and you see that all of these trees are kind of like bent like, uh, let me do that in the mic. They're all like bent like, um, um, you know, like, what would you call that? Like use kind of like their parabolas, like the tips of them are touching the ground, you know? And they're all kind of set up. Maybe they're like tied together or something. And it's um, like it looks to you like someone set like some kind of traps or something going into the Chimera Hydra's lair. Like maybe the Chimera Hydra is like more intelligent than you initially thought. You thought it was just kind of an animal. I mean, it does have several heads, but um, now you're questioning like maybe this is why people that go into the lair, you don't really hear from them. No one really knows where this layer is except for you. Um, maybe they get into these kind of uh, huge traps and are just destroyed before they even get to the Chimera Hydra. And then it kind of flashes back to your perspective. And you're like, what What just happened? And then maybe a minute or two later, Joe comes and drops off that um, coney meat that you, uh, from your perspective, you had hunted. And you're like, wait a second, hold on. So what do you do with that information? It really does make sense, though. I mean, uh, we already are coming up to the understanding that this is some sort of a, a mystical being, this pigeon. Yeah. And <laughs> one of his skills is that he can search out things. So mm -hmm. uh, he probably, while searching for food, it just stumbled upon that lair. He hadn't even begun really trying to figure out where it was in the forest yet, but he was searching around and happened to stumble upon it himself. Yeah, and very helpfully, now maybe it comes, it kind of comes to you, you almost see like a, maybe almost instinctually, you know exactly the path to take to go to the Chimera Hydra's lair. It's so close. I mean, it's it's now sunset, but take a sleep, wake up in the morning, you can be there before the next sunset. Perfect. Yeah. Joe's awesome. Yeah, so as these two are arguing behind you, this kind of comes to you. And uh, what do you say to interrupt these uh, these two bickering uh, odd couple here? Knowing that these two already know Joe, especially Sketch, uh, like I'm going to interrupt and, and say Joe knows exactly where the lair is. He stumbled upon it. You two need to stop bickering. Because we need to rest up and we need to go and get this done. Or we, we can get there by tomorrow. Tomorrow? Ah. What? No. It's going to take forever to get over there. It's not going to take forever. Joe knows where it is. And I still don't understand everything about Joe. But literally, he just came back with the meal. And an image came into my head of him flying back with it after finding the lair. Oh, Joe knows. Joe knows. Bah, blah, 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 blah. Fine. All right. 
Well, I guess we can agree that I killed those frog guys for you. I helped you kill those frog guys. Saved your ass. And now we gotta go get this Chimera goat face so uh, we can all get laid. At least you have your priorities. I just want those... At that, uh... That sweet... Magical goat face... Babe magnet. Oh my god, Joe. You know where the Chimera is. I guess all right, we better yeah. get going. He's cha- he's channeling his aunt. <laughs> he's channeling his aunt Sarah. But yeah, let's go. And yeah, we can, <laughs> we can. Yeah, fine. You know what? If we can do this, everything will be clear. We'll get the goat face. We'll get all the treasure. We'll get the goat blood. The Chimera claws. Everything will be good. Uh, we'll get that key to the city. <laughs> we'll n- knock it out of the park. Yeah, I think maybe, uh, in, oh, you saw it in, what was the village? It was, uh, we had a name for that. Sprawling, oh no, this is Sprawling Pines Forest. Uh, the, what was the village called again? Oh, Beginnings Village. It's like Sweet, Sweet Beginnings or something. Um, yeah, you're not even near the village. So, um, this, uh, you might have stumbled upon the, the lair even before the village happened, but, I think maybe as, as you two are, or maybe you three, I guess, are discussing this, I think Joe, maybe the fir- for the first time, Tibby, like, does, like, just make a coup. It's kind of hard to to really understand what he's trying to say, but then he he flies on Tibby's shoulder and just makes a pigeon sound. <laughs> I don't know if they squawk, but, like, a... <laughs> Bo- both of you two can, uh, I mean... Gabagool and uh, Sketch, I should say, um, kind of get the impression, oh, Joe's on Tibby's side, that you should wait. But what do you do? Now it's now it's the vote is two to two. How do you, what's the deal? What's the tiebreaker here? I believe in Joe. He seems like a smart bird. He must have multiple personalities. All right, fine. Let's just do this and get it over with. Fine, do knock this out. But I'll tell you this: I scraped a bunch of poison off those frogs, so I'm messed up like crazy, and I'll mess everybody up who comes near us. And he's just holding the daggers, and he's and he just says, I'm "So glad I bought these daggers. <laughs> they look cool as shit." <laughs> okay, so yeah, I think, um, it, so the ideas that were taking Tibby's idea to sleep and then go in the morning yes okay so yeah now that um it's clear that that's the indication um joe just shits on tibby's uh shoulder and flies off into like the nearby tree and then uh everyone settles down and i think the night thankfully goes uh frog now now, given now given that we were following tip uh joe's lead do we all shit on tibby's shoulder that's up to you okay I'm going to say no, only because it's so high up to get there if Tibby's even remotely average height. Okay. Um, we do know that Gabagool is pretty pretty tall, but I think. And Sketch is shorter, so I think Tibby might be in the middle. But, so, now that we have a frog-free night, and it's kind of a, um, shortly after sunset, 
and everyone kind of makes the uh, the trek through this woods. Um, in fact, the sprawling pines. So, oh yeah, it might be like a lot of maybe we're further north, um, Maine esque. There's a lot of uh, more like pine trees and stuff going on. Um, there's not even one palm tree, Austin. We're very confused. Who knows? I have no reference for this, but uh, maybe the forest gets denser and denser as it goes on. And now, um, probably because maybe uh, stop me if I'm going too far, Tibby. But maybe you put your hand up to to the other two and just like, oh, look, that's where that trap was that I saw. So there's all these um, these trees that are kind of put into like like as we would do like short like tiny trees like snares you know these are like fully grown like giant trees like giant pine trees and there might be more traps going on and maybe a little bit further is would it I'll give this up the the final say up to um, Tibby here do you think it's um is the chimera hydrate like in a cave or what what do you think um. It's kind of sheltering um, the Chimera Hydra. Is it just a lot of trees? No, even though it's a forest, there's like big rolling hills, almost like not quite mountains. But, you know, they're they're, Mm there. If we're going to kind of use the forest of Maine as an example, then, yeah, there are like some stretches in the forest where are like almost like mountain type stuff. And Mm -hmm. there is going to be... a series of, of caves in one of them that he's holed up in. Oh, nice. Okay. So yeah, you can maybe see the cave beyond, but yeah, it looks like who even knows how these, these tree traps are set up. It's going to be very dangerous. Um, sketch. Do you have any knowledge about traps? Oh, hell yes. Sketch. Every time he like sees one of these trees, he takes a look around at it. He sniffs, and he does a thing where he sticks his fingers into the ground, and he puts some of it into his nose and mouth just to like kind of get a better taste of it. He mostly vomits and then sneezes, but he's trying to get like more of a, a feel for what's going on and to see is there any danger here. So that's a... There's a rogue move for that, or a thief move for that. There right? is, indeed. And I believe it's called... Uh, <clears throat> Trap Expert. Shockingly. When you, you spend a moment to survey dangerous areas, roll plus dexterity. Shall I do that? Yeah, go for it. Oh, I got a two and a five. So That's a seven. Plus... Eh, only nine. That's pretty good. Trap expert. So on a seven to nine, hold oh, one. Hold on just a minute. Um, Gabagool and um, Tibby, do you think either of you would be trying to help out? Well, I do have a hunt and track and can kind of follow trail uh, clues that are left behind by creatures that have moved through in the past. Oh, yeah. That, that makes total sense to me. So... In that case, there's another basic move that we haven't used yet, which is uh, aid or interfere. So when you help or hinder somebody, you have a bond with. So we, ha- the whole party has bonds with each other so far. Um, you're going to roll plus zero. So, But it seems like, what was that move that you just described? The hunt and track says when you yeah. follow a trail of clues left behind by passing creatures. What stat is that attached to? Wisdom or dexterity? Wisdom. Yeah, I think um, 
I'm gonna change the rules a little bit, but I'm okay with you using your um, your wisdom there. Okay. So 2d6, two d- of course. Yeah, plus your wisdom. <laughs> and still only get a four. Okay. So um, you miss in that case, but do mark or make a note somewhere that you have a a, a bond now that um, you two are maybe good trackers. You can word that however you want, but mark mark that uh, you and Sketch at least are uh, a, a good tracking team, although it didn't work out tr- too great this time. Um, if you do help or interfere with him in the future, you can add a plus one instead of a plus zero plus your thing. Gotcha. So it'll be better in the future, although this time not so much, but do mark down that you also missed one. Um, and uh, this is exactly how I remember you playing D&D back in the day. That was kind of perfect. Where I miss a lot. Yeah, where you, you rolled really poorly. It was great for me because you were you're the GM, I think, mostly. So I'm like, this is, this is easy. You did get a nine, so sketch. Mm-hmm. What kind of what kind of trap? Let's let's do this move first. Okay. And I'll, then I'll tell you what terrible thing just happened. All right. So I'm going to ask the question: What does the trap do when activated? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say it does look like it's um normally maybe from the ground it you can't really see uh, the trap very well, but from above, like how Joe was, you can see it very very easily that these trees are you know I'm pulled down from their top and they're just going to fling you off into the distance uh, it's, so like, it's like, a, not, it's like a, not a snare trap but instead of thing that catapults catapult, yeah. you somehow exactly right yeah okay and you, oh you just get one question right mm-hmm. okay and at that point you're just like oh that would be awful wouldn't that Gabagool and you look and, you're, and Gabagool's not even there oh shit Gabagool oh. These two just went off on their own. Um, did you get lost, or did they leave you behind? Why they are you separating? They left me. Pieces yeah, they, shit. they just assumed you were right there next to them, and then you t- you took a they took a turn. You didn't see them. So you're lost I in the did. woods now. What what are you doing? I'm wandering, man. I'm I'm looking for this chimera layer, I guess, on my own. Yeah. So let's see. When when do you? Th- you tell me when you got lost or separated from them. Did they just assume you're waking up and left without you? Or were you guys marching toward the lair and you just got turned around? Which Yeah, I was I was still sleeping and they left. Oh, gosh. Even worse. I mean, that'll teach you to wake up on time. So. That's, um, David's, that's been David's uh, MO for years. That'll teach you to wake up on time. Yes, I always wake up on time and I'm always on time for everything. So I, I'm very judgmental when everyone else does that. Just kidding, I'm late for everything. So, um, yeah, what do you, what do you do? What do you, how do you think you're getting back to the group, or how do you think you're gonna f- try and find the Chimera Hydra's lair? Because only Joe really know the, knew the exact location. So, yeah, what's your what's your game plan here? Oh man, so that's right. Only only Joe knew. So I guess. Hmm. I'm gonna start screaming uncontrollably again, <laughs> uh-huh. in hopes that someone in my party will hear me as I'm sprinting full speed through the woods, <laughs> just in any direction. 
Yeah, and I think you're doing that for until you're hoarse and also out of. I mean, your legs are tired. Um, you kind of just maybe lean against a tree. You can barely talk now. Um, no one's heard you. No one's come to your rescue. It's been like 15, 20, 30, 60 minutes. Did these people just abandon you? What's happening? What do, what, what do you do now? Well, I guess I have no choice. I'm going to have to just set up camp, get fully nude, and wait. <laughs> Mm, okay <laughs> for what for them to come back and hope, hopes that they return yeah I, I think it seems like they're they're not coming back i don't know or they haven't noticed you're gone at least yet but uh why don't you roll a wisdom for me let's see if okay. you can um closely study the situation i don't closely study oh i rolled a 10 oh that's incredible so, do you have that um, basic move list? Basic moves. Basic I can uh, moves. I can give you a link if you don't have it. Yeah, link link it up. Yeah, sure will. So this is going to be in Streamyard. Okay. Go there. There's there should be one called Discern Realities. It's about halfway down, and it gives you a list of what is that? Six different options. <laughs> yep. Ooh, puppy. And you get to ask uh, three of those questions of me. Right, you got a ten plus. If I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. Um, okay. Hopefully, I'm this will help say, reorient you. I'm gonna say, what should I be on the lookout for? Number mm. one. Okay, so I think maybe you you've heard the legends that um, the Chimera Hydra can fly. So, okay. if this Chimera Hydra catches you unawares from above. I mean, that's going to be pretty bad. Yeah, that wouldn't be good, especially now that I'm nude. Um, that's true. We were sticking to that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You're very. <laughs> it's going to be real bad. <laughs> um, <sighs> what is about to happen? Mm, okay. So you tell me how you kind of fit, suss this out, but. Oh, my my traveling companions, my really good friends that I've come to, to love in a, a peer to peer situation. And also Joe, my real love are about to fight this chimera hydra without me, Gabagool, maybe the best warrior of the bunch. And if you don't get to them fast without your help, they might all perish and you'll have to live with that guilt forever. Oh man. And, I'm assuming that's worse than the guilt I already live with just from, you know, my natural inclination as someone who's unaffiliated with a specific religious group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even worse. Got it, got it. Uh, Gabagool, you see, like, a very obvious trail that these these two just... They're not trying to hide. You see, like, a mud mud trail of footprints. You can follow them back, but you're going to be... Uh... You're gonna be pretty late, and you're also nude, so you gotta get dressed again if you want. You don't have to. All right, I get dressed and then I start trudging along. Yeah. So do the little like a uh, band run. Yeah, exactly. You got you got a tuba, so you gotta run. That's a band run. Don't worry about it. You gave me eyes, Austin, but that's a thing. 
Maybe. Sketch is the first one who realizes, oh, Gupgul's not even here. Where is he? What do you Uh-oh. do? Oh, shit. All right. Um, so I'm looking at this trap, right? This trap that'll fling us somewhere. And I yeah. realize that Gabagool's not here. And here's what I do. I back up, make sure that I'm not on one of these trees, and I'm going to try to climb up another tree to spot where this fool is. Ooh, fascinating. Um, are you thinking of a specific thief move? Because it seems like you're doing a base move, right? Yes. I feel I'm trying to figure out what's going on here, carefully discerning perhaps the yeah, reality that's about me. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, you're trying to discern realities. Yes. Sure. Why don't you roll a, a wisdom then? Ooh, not the best, but still a seven. Not too bad. You get one of those questions. All right. Who's really in control here? Mm. Okay. Yes. Okay, perfect. I think the Chimera, Chimera Hydra absolutely is in control. And in fact, you figure this out. Um, so I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Tibbity said that uh, it's in kind of a cave. Oh, and we could see the cave. We, we established that. So that's on kind of a little hill. And I think you meet eyes with um, something that was, you thought, or it seemed perfectly camouflaged until right now when it made some movement. And you see on the top of this hill in the distance above these trees, um, above the tree line, this Chimera Hydra. And it, what? Is is it flying or is it stationary someplace? It's stationary and it sees you because it locked eyes with you. Mm -hmm. And now it takes flight. And it's going to come Murray. Oh shit. He yells oh. and he, he he drops out of the tree. So yeah, what do you do? Drops out of the tree to run away. You're just leaving. He's trying to run to a place at least that would give him a slightly better situation and uh maybe he can fling some daggers at it in the in as he retreats. Mm, okay, so you, yeah. So Tibbity, let's go to you. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear that um, Sketch kind of, I mean, who knows how you know, but he saw the Chimera Hydra. It's coming. Well, he did yell, "Oh shit!" and exactly. fell down and ran away. Yeah, so I'm hoping that I am perceptive enough to be like, "Oh crap, he's seen this thing. I'm gonna be hauling ass behind him in wherever direction he's heading." Yeah. Okay. So you two are are running away. Trying to trying to find a better better ground, right? Yeah, because I'm sure the hell not going to try to take that thing on with just me and Joe. So, yeah, okay. So let me describe this thing, right? It's it's um, how big is this? I think it's huge. Uh, yeah, it's huge. So, what's huge? Like the size of our an elephant or a rhinoceros, right? And it's flying. It's like gliding on these like disgusting bat wings. It's got three heads. One's like a, a, a viper that's like brightly colored and maybe it's got feathers on its head. One is a lion and one is a goat of particular interest, maybe to sketch. And it's a uh, maybe panther. has the yeah, it's got bo- the panther. Yeah. It's got body or the, its body has a uh, like these uh, talons. It's maybe uh, I guess like a lion body too, right? 
I don't know, what would be an interesting body? Probably, a, yeah, that makes sense. Like, a, it's got these uh, terrible um, bird of prey type talons coming out of these, like, regular, maybe, like, a... It's gotta be, like, a cat kind of thing, right? That's how I'm picturing it. Squirrel body. Ooh, yeah. Really big. A giant squirrel, yeah. Rodent body. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, perfect. I'm like, we already have a lion. Thank you. So, it's a, a, a rodent-esque body, but elephantine size with a like bird of prey claws talons coming out and yeah it's kind of flying after you so it looks like the one that's like a viper kind of rears back um, as if it's about to strike and then it it goes forward as if it was going to bite but this gout of flame comes out and how does Tibbity and sketch avoid this like huge like flamethrower that comes out of this snake head sketch jumps into a uh like a hole in a tree like a hollow in a tree oh very nice what about tibbity um probably going to be going try to get behind the tree i feel like uh getting in a hollow with flames is just going to go right inside the hollow mm. so at least getting behind it, the flames are going to have to try to wrap around the tree to get at me. Yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like bo- both of those are getting out of the way and acting fast, right? That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead and both of you give me a dex roll or defy danger. Sketch. Mm-hmm. You just had a defy danger, so you can add plus one to it if you'd like. Oh, uh, I mean, not oh. defy danger, but uh, oh, discern realities. Well, that saves me because I rolled a three and a one plus two, but now plus one. So that becomes a seven. Ooh, wow. That was very close. That was very close indeed. I'm glad I remember that um, discern realities thing that I always forget. I have a seven. Oh, great. So you both you both narrowly made this. Um, hmm. So, yeah, both of you can answer this. What thing that you're holding that's very important to you is burnt up instead of you? Uh, let's go with a uh, Tibby first. I keep calling Tibby Tibbity. I keep adding syllables for no reason, but it's Tibby, right? <laughs> it's like it's like it, uh, like well, it's, the name's the name's Delroy Thibodeau. Like exactly. You're thinking like he's like an old like Cajun right. guy. <laughs> Realize I'm, that, like, I'm like that's definitely not his name. But well, Tibby. it's Tibby. His name is Tibby D. It's just D's last name. So there you go. <laughs> I'm Tibby D. So Tibby, what what thing of uh, great significance to you was was burnt instead of you? He had like this little carving thing that an ex girlfriend made him that he had in uh, his pack, like a wood carving, and it it got all charred and is a uh, is now half ash at this point, half charcoal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, how how do you feel about that? Oh, he's he's both uh, sad and pissed off. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, well, let me hear what um, Sketch has to say before I give the reaction of the Chimera Hydra. So um, the thing that Sketch had in his pocket was uh, oh, he had uh, <laughs> he had been in an argument with these other folks 
about uh, something that belonged to him, like the ownership title to this uh, pub, like this pub and inn that he had had. (laughs) And he had planned to like, oh, I'll I'll go and I'll run off and retire and just have this. And so that his retirement plan just went up in smoke. Okay, well, so he's like, like, ah! So really, you're all in now. Yeah, well, now, well, he's, he's, his whole deal of like, oh, I can just uh, get this stuff and get this goat head and hang out with some babes and crash at my, I mean, cool new bachelor pad. Great. It's fucked up now. Yeah, you're all into killing this thing now. I got to. So, yeah, I think just the, um, the panther always strikes last, he says. Oh, uh, what head would be more likely to, I guess the goat head just starts snickering under its breath as it sees these two very significant objects coming up in flame. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and you can just you can just tell that these are just it's just cackling. Oh, I hate it. It's so smug. Yeah, sketch actually what do you do now? So it's kind of it's done a, a flame volley over you and it's kind of flying up. You've got you got some you got like a second or two. What do you sketch, do? Sketch clamors out of the hole in the tree and he gr- gathers up his things. He looks at the 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 deed to that uh, to that pub and the inn. ashes. And he's like, no, and it just burns down to nothing in his hands. And he's like, no, and he leans back con style and he takes out these daggers and he's going to whip them at this thing. Are these the poison daggers? Oh, absolutely. How many daggers did you start with? Three. Hmm. So one one more. I imagine that he got the daggers back because you had brought up that the toads, the toad frog people would have like good goop to get for poison. So I'm also going to ask you, what does that poison do? Um, Did you, were you able to get them? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we apparently took weeks to do that, so he didn't have to rush. That's true. I said days or week. Yeah. Um, Sure. Uh, Well, let's see. Let's see how your role is and then, then we can ask those questions. Sure. So you're doing another volley, right? Yes. That one's a lot better. So that is 10. 5 plus 3 plus 2. Yeah, you have a clear shot. What's your damage? And actually, what are you are you aiming at? It's um, discussing a uh, squirrel body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems that's probably like the only thing you can really hit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do a lot of damage, just two damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's really got to hope for the poison to have some kind of impressive effect here. And this is the frog poison, you said? Possibly, depending on what it does. Yeah, well, you saw before it, it made people real sick. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, he's going to make this thing shit its pants. Well, we specifically said it wasn't uh, um, poopy chim- sick. It was more when, nauseous sick. When chimeras barf, they call it shitting the pants of the mouth. Okay, yeah. It, mm-hmm. As long as it's just a turn of phrase, yes. Yeah, he's like, shit your mouth pants! And he throws a dagger at it, and it sticks into its side. And it's, it's says, the weirdest <laughs> war cry I've ever heard, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so one of these daggers go into it, so make sure you mark off that. Um, and you just got two more, though, so you're fine. But yeah, I think... Um, hmm. Yeah, roll, roll, a, roll a d6 for me. Two. 
oh, the lion head just starts uh, throwing up. Like, all mm-hmm. over its mane, it's, like, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tibby, you've got you've got a second or two to react to this as well. How far away am I? You're pretty far away, and it's flying further away, so it's still in the air. Still within shooting distance with the bow? Oh, yeah, with the bow, for sure. Oh, you're going to use a bow? What a wiener! Huh? <laughs> that's 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 what that's what. Just uh, threw a knife. <laughs> yeah, I know, but no. Uh, for whatever reason, um, uh, Sketch has decided the panther has decided that uh, using a bow is like like that's real lame. <laughs> sure. He has these dope ass throwing knives. <laughs> okay. Even though mechanically a bow is substantially better. <laughs> just just wow. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to possibly try to target a wing and see if I can get to do enough damage where it, it you know, loses its trajectory. Oh, I so love, I love that. That's isn't that that's a ranger thing, right? You can. I have a called shot. Yeah. Yeah. What does that do again? So you can. <clears throat> well, so I, I'm going to take it as it's it says defenseless or surprised enemy at range. But I mean, considering the fact that it, it's, uh, you know, we just got done puking. I'm going to say it's surprised. Right? Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, it's not all expecting right. this at all. That makes sense to me. Right. Um, so technically it says like um, head, arms, legs. But I mean, I'm, we'll say, would you say that under this that I'm trying to hobble it or, or mess with its... Uh, it's flight ability that we'll, we'll use the same thing as the legs. Cause that's what that one says. Like it's hobbled or slow moving. Yeah. That's an, a perfect interpretation of this. I think if you can get, if you do this called shot against one of its wings, it can't fly anymore. All right. That sounds great. Um, so 2d6. Oh, 11 without even adding anything. Whoa. That's incredible. Yeah. <clears throat> so that means, um, yeah, you get to hobble them all and also do your damage. So let's. What's your D8? Eight! Wow. <laughs> That's great news. So, does it do enough damage where it's going to uh, really mess with its flight where it, like, say, crashes, or are we just, like, it's going to have a safe landing, but it's been hit? I feel like you. Yeah, you tell me how you ruin this wing so it's able to flap its other one enough to get a safe landing or maybe that's part of the damage who knows maybe it it doesn't get a safe land as safe as it wanted landing but i don't know how high up in the air it is but i would think that it probably maybe does gets a little bumpy landing coming back down through the trees Mm, yeah i love that and then it's maybe i'm gonna say i don't know like a good distance you're gonna you're going to really have to work to, to sprint over to fight it, either of you mm-hmm. two. But it kind of, you know, ducks and rolls and comes back up and it's uh, growling with all three of its heads at you two. And it, I want to express too. So now that we got get like a pretty good view of it, it's got this disgusting squirrel body with all these talons. <laughs> it's um, as big as an, like a rhino or an elephant. And it's got one wing that's completely destroyed at this point. Another wing up here doing nothing. And it's got these long, like, Brontosaurus-esque necks that kind of, like, twist and, like, snake-like. 
There's one that ends in a snake head that you saw um, shot fire out of it. There's the one lion one, and then there's a goat one on the side, right? And the lion one is barfing. That's true, yeah. It's got all this, like, still wet vomit in its mane. It's uh, very delightful. Um, but, I mean, it's it's about to charge you. It's about to do some terrible things. But Gabagool, speaking of charging, you've been running this entire way, following these tracks. Um, you come up, you can c- kind of just see... Maybe you see all this commotion, like the um, the treetops, the trees falling down the distance, some some kind of activity going on. You hear this disgusting roar, or no, you hear a goat laugh at first, and then uh, a second or two later, do I, you hear, do I recognize it as a goat laughing? Hey, that's up to you. But you hear this weird noise, and then you hear uh, this terrible roar, not directed toward you, but somewhere else, and you kind of see in the distance, oh, this is this creature up ahead of you. What do you do? How far is it from me? Yeah, it's quite a distance. It's going to be it's going to be a, a minute or two, not a minute, but a long time in fighting timetables. What do you do? I mean, it definitely doesn't see you from back here. I mean, I, I'm going to continue to try and get as close to it as possible. I don't have any projectiles. Mm-hmm. So I got no choice but to try and keep moving forward. I don't know the other guys are around, right? Yeah, who knows? I mean, you're following their tracks, so you think they went this way, but who can tell? Hmm. So Can I hurl a rock at it? Sure, yeah. Do you want to just try to maybe distract it or something? Are you trying to to hit it? Okay. Uh, Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe th- maybe you do throw a rock or two, and um, maybe it just bounces off its like back or something. It's like, oh, these these aren't even doing any any significant damage. It barely even notices I'm here. It's so big. But okay. um, I'm trying to think of anything interesting you could do on the way. But your your idea is just to charge it full blast. Yeah, I'm trying to get there as fast as possible. Okay. I think it makes more sense that uh let's go back to uh to sketch, right? Do you, oh wait, Gabagool, before we before we turn the spotlight off you are you making any kind of interesting roar cry? Are you trying to be sneaky? Or are you just like, I'm gonna kill you motherfucker? Uh no, I'm definitely not trying to be sneaky. I'm screaming again. Perfect. Okay. I'm so going great. full bore. So yeah. Sketch, you definitely know Gobblegool's got your back here, or it's coming up behind you. All right. So Sketch is going to try to... um, He's going to try to get out of the way and maybe try to hide from this thing so he can uh, take it unawares once again. Oh, interesting. So do you have some kind of ranger thing to help you hide or anything? I mean, not ranger, but thief thing? Um, I don't, I have stuff that once I have hidden, I can do stuff, but, Hmm. um, there's no, there's nothing that's specifically about like, now I'm hiding. Okay. So the idea is now to just get out of its attention area, right? Exactly. So then I can, uh, either backstab it or do something else later. 
Mm, okay. So it sounds like you want to defy danger, I feel, is the most it makes the most sense to me. It sounds right to me. And I feel like you can make a case for either quick thinking or getting out of the way. Up to you. Depends on how you how you go about it. I'd love to just use my nimbly bimbliness to hop from tree to tree. Okay. Yeah, describe it that way and go ahead and roll. Sure. So you see a Danny DeVito type character with a, <laughs> oh God, with a, with a uh, Salvador Dali mustache covered in ham grease. And he's running. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and he's hopping from tree to tree like some kind of little elf nymph character. And he's like, ha ha, ho ho, the panther strikes. The panther goes into the shadows. The panther hides among the weeds. The panther. Uh, hides among the shadows. The panther hides in the reeds of the trees and the shadows. The panther, and he's he's just saying the same thing over and over, and it's getting quieter and quieter. Um, I was gonna say, announcing all of this is probably helping. Mm-hmm. No, that yeah. makes sense. It's getting quieter. Early. It's getting quieter. And, he's like, and so, uh, yeah, so he's trying to hop between these different spots um, to help him. Be, uh, to remove himself from the direct ire of the Chimera, but also later to spring a trap on it. Well, let's see. Roll that dex. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Ooh, a five and a four. So that's already a nine plus two is 11. Nice. So yeah, you definitely are able to hide in one of these trees. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to know you. Even it's got three sets of eyes. Mm-hmm. You're You're a master. At some point, we look over and uh, we see like a tree, and then the tree just opens its eyes, and you realize it's just Sketch holding some branches with leaves, oh and God. he's like covered in mud to look like he's a tree. Hey, Tibby, what are you up to? Um, Sketch just disappears. <laughs> yeah, you, you do hear he fucking, you, he fucking yeah. vanished into the wilderness. Yeah, you do hear Gabagool screaming at the top of his lungs, about to attack it from the oh, other no, side. No, 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 no. Exactly. Oh my! All right. So you're both maybe equidistant away from this this huge monster. I am I at the point where I am close enough to run up and do a uh, melee if I feel like it, or am I still distance where it's bow only? Um, no, you could probably sprint up to get it, but it does have like these heads are all like on these like terrifying you know snake necks, and I think right. one, the flame one is you notice it is now its attention is at the screaming person behind it and the lion is still looking sick but the lion and the goat are like uh looking sick looking looking at you yeah looking uh (laughs) looking nauseated i should say they all look sick together though all right well at this point it's time for joe to bring out his uh to to dive in there and not get close enough where he's gonna be like say be at the hydra's fire um, or to be at, you know, close enough to, to be physically attacked by the heads. But he's definitely, you know, screeching and flying in there and, and trying to get attention his way as well. Um, and he's trying to do it so in a way where uh, the Hydra's head, you said that's the one that has the flames, right? The snake one, yeah. The viper. Yeah, the viper head has the flames. So it, he's trying to make sure he's put himself in a spot where, like, the, the viper's head if he's going to shoot flames is going to have to basically fire through like another head. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with that being the case, 
Uh, I'm going to um, probably uh, be going at, with a bow shot at the the viper head because okay. I should have, unless I'm, which we know it's possible with me after 20 years, uh, roll some like ones. I think uh, that I'm not going to hit something I shouldn't be. So let's go for okay. it. Yeah. So uh, roll, roll a dex. Roll, not Rolodex, but roll your deck. <laughs> uh, so, would you say that that would be considered command with uh, my companion, where he would also give me a boost to my numbers? Um, this, it seemed like the way you described it was that he was going to set up um, Gabagool. But what do you think? Do you think it was more like he was helping you out? In this but this one particular case, he is just trying to distract us so that way I can take a shot and have a more okay. clear shot at it. But yeah, um, so so to be clear, it's not really going to help Gabagool, but it's going to help you. Yeah, in this particular this one's case, yes. Fair. Um, oh, no. So yeah, you right. can add the 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 bonuses, Joe's would bonuses you, to yours. It seems like what you're saying, right? Uh, would you say that's instinct or cunning or? Sounds like the way you described it was cunning, right? Oh, wait. I had chosen ferocity, excuse me. So, for that one, for his base. So, I don't know if yeah. that... I... Either way, it sounds like it sounds like it's a cunning situation. You said it was kind of... You're trying to get to maybe set it up so it can't attack anything but itself, kind of. Okay. Well, in this case, I got an eight. Hey, that's great. So, with that was a volley, right? Yes. So, do you have the basic move list? Or, or no, I think you have Volley on Roll20 as well. Holy, where is it? It's just a... I, I basically have to take several shots, but, and it reduces my ammo, but oh well. Okay, yeah. And I think you start out with like three or four ammo or something, right? Four, yeah. Four, yeah. So you're down to three, so... Not not a big deal. So yeah, go ahead and roll your damage. Two. Okay, and it seemed like uh, you said you were trying to get the the fire shooting viper head. Yes. Yeah. So two. Okay. So at um, least it's a start. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, I think it it goes into this this like neck and this this whole head looks like more like a snake than it's like a snake coming off of its shoulder than it it's an extra head or something it's kind of a it makes more sense with the the viper head but uh yeah you one of these like arrows just kind of stick into it and maybe you throw like or you shoot like four or five or six or ten and only one of them is kind of like lodged in it's like the side of its neck here so it just looks like especially angry maybe it does a hiss at you and you see like a like where its fangs come out, they like kind of glow, like as if a blacksmith were like, you know, heating up metal. You know, they start to glow from within, and that gives us back to a gabagool. You're charging this monstrosity. Yeah. The viper. I said the viper thing was like looking at you, and it's hit. I mean, its attention's pretty well, uh, you know, <laughs> diverted it's- over here, but. I mean, it's not, not so flying much. anymore, right? No, it, it one of its wings is uh, 
destroyed, so I can't fly anymore. But it, all these heads see you at this point. All right. I'm let's say. Uh, let's see. Which uh, which head do you think would be more attentive to you? Maybe let's let's give it to the goat. You got the you got his goat. I'm swinging at the goat. Sure. Going for it. So two d six. This is right? a, a hack and slash, right? You're just trying to just yeah, smash trying to it. it. Yeah. So. Yep, that didn't work. Uh oh. I got a four. Oh no, that's great. That's not. I mean, great for me. Not great for you. So, <laughs> um, can you roll two an or someone? Uh, do you have a d8? And if anyone could roll that twice for me, I think I have one. Do you have it? Uh, yeah, I do. Seven and three. Okay, so you take seven. So just the better of those two. So seven. So and then you can subtract your armor from that. And so this this head kind of. And remember, it's like a goat head on the the end of a brontosaurus neck. So it kind of rears up and then just rams you with its its whole neck power and kind of knocks you into the air and you kind of fly against a tree. Damn. Neck power is the most intense type of power. You know? It's very strong. So, you're you kind of, uh, you're on, on your butt against this tree. What do you do? Oh, man. Uh... And I think this, it makes that goat laugh again. <laughs> Live dangerously. I can't. Uh, I can't. Can I get up and try and attack it again, or do I not have? Uh, I'm out of that move, huh? Uh, no, you can do that again, unless you uh, unless you think something else would, would work better. Is is the idea you're gonna just um, resolve yourself to hit it again? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's go to someone else then. Uh, I think. Uh, sketch. It's been the longest time since we've heard from you, right? What's your for plan? the longest time? You're you're kind of hidden hidden in the trees, and you've mm-hmm. witnessed all of this from your from the shadows, right? What is the chance? So this thing has mostly been attacking from above, right? Spitting fire and that kind of thing, or is it down now? No, remember it, its wing is destroyed, so it's been oh. on the ground this whole time. It shot fire at you from above, but now it's it hasn't really even moved. It's just it's necks are so long that it's able to like as mm. anyone as soon as anyone runs up on it kind of like gets them could i perhaps leap at this thing maybe from a tree and catch it unawares yeah what are you what are you trying to do just like jump on its back or um essentially backstab it like kind of like leap at the thing and stab it with my rapier um in order to attack it by surprise so yeah Give, give me more like so this thing is like as big as a rhino or something are you jumping on its back or just kind of jumping at it and just kind of uh like knifing it all the way down its ribs or what do you yeah think? it's it, uh sketch is gonna climb up a tree and then much like a panther <laughs> leap down on it um from hell's heart i stab at the style like whoosh, trying to stab right at the base of where the goat head meets the spine meets the other thing Oh, okay, so you're attacking the goat head, like its neck muscle in particular. It's neck, it's neck bone hole, yeah. Yeah. The the goat gristle is what we call it. Go uh, ahead. So that sounds like go. a that's a backstab, right? That's a yeah. special move. Go for the goat gruntle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, go ahead and roll. All right, so... <laughs> when you attack a surprised or defenseless enemy with a melee weapon, you can choose to just deal damage. Yeah, do you want to do that? Or you can roll dexterity. I will absolutely roll dexterity because it's more interesting for me to do that than to just be like, I do my four damage. <laughs> okay. I got a seven plus two, so a nine. Whoa, that's pretty good. On a seven to nine, I choose one. Is anyone in a position to help to Ooh, get that anyone. to get to that ten? Because a ten would be a little bit better. I think I can help, right? Yeah, it seems like he he did say uh, sketch specifically that he was attacking the goat head, and that's the one that you just uh, had to run in with. So what? So as sketch kind of jumps out of the tree and attacks the base of this goat's neck, do you think you can do anything to help? Can I try and can I try and wrangle his other heads? Oh yeah, distract them. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So go ahead and roll just two d six without adding anything. Well, I, I gave. Um, uh, Tibby um, bonus. Let's say, what's that sound like? Um, I mean, it's almost charisma. You're trying to distract them. Yeah, is your charisma pretty good. Or is that is that so. a negative? I think Joe's still trying to distract them all at this all the while this is going on. So I think all you're right. getting an extra one out of it, no matter what. My well, I did, I did, not a I did make you. I did make you choose if it was a uh, helping you uh, or Gabagool. So I don't think I'm going to give you that, but is your, My so you're, you said your charisma. Okay, good. I was going to say, as long as it's not hurting you, let's just add your charisma. I think right, by, so the book, by the book, it should be a zero, but. Okay, I got a six. Oh, no, that's that's not great. This thing kind of just goes up on its, its two back legs and just does a 180 and just kind of charges and tramples um, Gabagool. <laughs> so uh, that's what you get for helping, I guess. But go ahead and roll 2d8 again. Two. One. Oh, great. So just two. And you can, you subtract your armor from that. So you, you probably uh, miss a lot of these uh, trampling feet that were going over you. But, He's probably clumsy from... His body's got to be affected from the lion head puking, so... Absolutely, that makes a lot of sense to me. So, um, back to Sketch, though. You're on this back, you... Yeah, he, he leaps down and he stabs into this. From hell's heart, I... From hell's heart, I stab at thee. I'm the panther! He yells, he yells, the panther! <laughs> he tries to make a panther growl, but that's the noise he makes. Another... It's a, a different goat. <laughs> yeah, and the girl's like... Oh, oh. <laughs> And he tries to jam this thing into its neck, and he's going to do an ass load of damage to it. Yeah. Let's see. So I did eight plus an additional d6, which is two. So ten damage. Whoa, that's, that was great. To the goat one in particular, right? Yes. Like at the, oh. He jams his rapier into like the like double-handed hell's heart I stab at the Gregory Peck killing a whale stabs into this thing. What was the total again? Uh, ten. Ooh, man. Great. Yeah, I think you. Uh, it, what weapon are you using again? Just a, a sword. Rapier. Rapier. Yeah. So you uh, stab all the way through it, I think, and kind of maybe you move it a little bit and pull it back out, and it looks like oh, this 
This neck has some major issues going on, and this goat is not happy about it. And it's <laughs> this like guy's got scoliosis. Bleeding, <laughs> yeah, it's bleeding profusely, profusely, and uh, it just it turns to me and says, "No, sir, I don't like it." Yeah, you need and, to see a chiropractor, buddy. <laughs> it's like a. I mean, it's gonna take a, a hard, uh, deep breath out to like sever this this ahead from its body at this point. Oh, and, that, wait, does that mean I can just yank this head off of the thing? No, I said, like, you already yanked it out, right? Oh, did I? So this is the head off? No, I'm saying you did oh. a lot of damage, and if you do a little bit more, you could probably take it off, is what I'm trying oh, to say. Gotcha. So, let's see, who's next? I think it's been probably Tib- Tibby's turn. Yeah, I would say it's probably... We got... We got uh, the panther on its back. We got, uh, you know, Gabagool, like, almost getting trampled. So it's not time to be using the bow and arrow anymore. So uh, with too much friendly fire chance at that point. So I guess it's time for me to come in close as well with a, with my wonderful short sword and see what happens. So yeah. I guess it's hack and slash time. So you're just trying to, like, get it in its heart? Or are you going after one of these heads? I could take a guess where the heart is, but I don't know if I know where the heart is on it. True. It's got three heads. Who knows where its organs live? Exactly. So I do know that there is one neck that's in really rough shape. So yes, uh, I'm going to keep work it, help work with that. So, okay. Yeah. So, so far the lion head is sick, but nothing's hit any part of its neck. The Viper has an arrow sticking out of it. And the goat one has, it's just bleeding everywhere. And it looks like, pretty rough shape all right so also the goat one aphrodisiac according to your sketch yeah. goats are goats are the oysters of the land uh-huh so i rolled in eight. Oh, that's pretty good that was a hack and slash so it it'll do a um attack against you you're running after it so i think everyone well, the panther, where Sketch is on its back. So I think Gabagool and Tibidi, I think as you're... Um, actually, maybe you do... Actually, let's see how much damage you do. Let's do that first. And I'll tell you the repercussions Seven. afterward. Seven, great. You sever this this goat head. And maybe in response to that, like you just... I mean, you describe how cleanly you cut it. What do you? How do you sever this goat head from its body? Oh, I, I strike it about, like, obviously right where it's really damaged, so that way uh, it's going to go through for damn sure. And that head is going to, uh, the neck in the head is going to go bounce off one of the other necks. And it, Perfect. And is this going to go flopping to the ground as it bounces its way down? Yeah, it makes that blood like, squirting. That terrible goat noise the whole way down. It's like in yeah. slow motion for a minute. And, oh, there we go. Let's wait for that. And this fight, this viper head, um, looks behind it, especially at you. It squints its eyes too too intelligently, like it knows exactly what happened, and just lets loose another torrent of fire on you two behind it. So Gabagool, um, Tibby, how are you how are you dealing with this like flamethrower that comes at you? And Gabagool, you're you're like on the ground, like you just avoid it, like getting stomped on it. So it's pretty rough for you too. Yeah, I'm all fucked up over here. Yeah, yeah, especially rough for you. But um, yeah, Tibby, let's stick with you. How do you how do you uh, 
hope to get out of this getting burned alive. Is it like a very wide ranging cone of fire or is it more like a like a just direct line like a lance of fire coming at me? Yeah, I'm thinking more like a napalm situation, like a more of a line than a cone, perhaps. All right. Well, I guess uh, we're talking defy danger, trying to like do a a roll out of the way, dive out of the way. Yeah. Okay. Duck at the last moment. So, yeah, it sounds like a dexterity to me. Yeah. Let's see here. A nine plus one ten. Whoa, that's incredible. So yeah, you to- you totally avoid this incredibly. Um, but Gabagool, let's hear from you. How do you think you're gonna deal with not getting burned alive? <sighs> how can you possibly not die here? Um, how can I possibly not die here? It's a good question. I am. Hmm. Can you describe the circumstances to me again? Yeah, so you're kind of on the ground now because this thing kind of um, tried to stampede you and you're able to dodge its footfalls pretty well. And then it kind of turned around and one of its other heads just shot fire at you. Kind of like napalm mm. style, like in a line, kind of aimed right at you. How do you think you, you survive this? Am I able to... Like, dive out of the way, or no? Yeah. Um, I don't have enough time. No, yeah, you're, you're a hero. This is a movie. You're fine. Uh, you can come up with any ridiculous thing. So, yeah, you kind of maybe jump out of the way, even though you're on the ground. Or, like, spring up. Can, no, yeah, can, I, can I, like, slide under him? Oh, I think it was running away, but... Um, oh. Yeah, because I think it, it kind of, like, ran over you and was running away, and then from behind, like, shot this thing at you. Uh, okay. Um, so you, you did kind of slide under it in a way, yeah. <laughs> but well, not of your own volition. Yeah, I'm gonna try and like springboard out of the way of this fire. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, and you can like your your big. I'm thinking your hammer is like a sledgehammer size type thing. So if yep. you like pull the with that, that'd be pretty good. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, perfect. I love that. So, um, hmm, it seems. I mean, that's usually a uh, a dexterity. Like you're getting out of the way and acting fast. But if you think you're using your hammer in particular, I can let you get away with using strength, but that's kind of a stretch. But I think dex makes well, the most sense, but I'll leave it up to you. That's my dexterity. That's good dexterity, man. Let's do it. I got a four and one and a four, so I got a nine. Nine's pretty good. I don't know, like where the rules are would be this, but is it? Would you say like a like a glance blow, like maybe half the damage, since they didn't quite uh, fully yeah. avoid it? Yeah, I think we're on kind of the same page. I'm thinking that same thing. So, uh, can you go ahead and roll a ten twice? A ten. Four. Six. Great. So yeah, just take the lower of that. So the four minus whatever armor you have. So three. Yeah. And okay. uh, let's let's stick let's stick with Gabagool. Um, so this thing has it's minus one head. So got this this snake head that's shooting fire sometimes, and this lion one that is sick. It was throwing up before, and 
Actually, its its body has been like stabbed a few times too. What are you What are you doing? It's kind of running away from you. Although now it's kind of stopped, turned around. It looks like it's about to attack again. Maybe charge you again. Trample. So it's going back at me. Um. Oh, maybe it does that like power slide and it hits a tree and the tree knocks over. Like you're ruining this forest. My problem is I don't have any any projectile weapons, so I can't do anything really other than hack and slash him if I'm trying to deal damage. So... I mean, you could always throw something. Well, I already lobbed some rocks at him. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, can I... You can also try and get a sense of the battlefield, like try and figure out logistics. You can also try and remember if it has any weaknesses or something, for instance... Yeah, let's do that. Let's see if I can determine any uh, battlefield advantages. Yeah, that makes sense to me. So you kind of take a moment to kind of survey the battlefield, and it sounds like that's a certain realities on your part. So that's another wisdom roll. I got an 11. Oh, Minus incredible. One, which is 10. Yeah, it still gives you uh, three questions in there. On that okay. same list. I can put them in here, too. If... I got it here. Okay. I saved the Davy. Come on, buddy. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm going to say what here is useful or valuable to me. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? A little bit. Maybe you notice this um, up ahead a little bit. Or all those traps that it set. And these... If you step on the forest floor in a certain area, they'll just fling you somewhere else. Um, and it's not like they're immune to their own traps. So if you lure this uh, this thing into that area, I mean, it, its traps could work against it, but also against you. But hey, that's, mm. that might be useful. Okay. You already told me the traps, but what here is not what it appears to be. Hmm. Um, additional. Okay, yeah, I can give you that. So, you see its its body. Maybe you can, maybe its wounds or something. Or, uh, hmm. I don't know. You you tell me how the, how you figure this out. But um, it seems like if you kill the body, the heads are gonna also die. Like, hmm. getting rid of the heads in particular will make it you know, have less attacks, but the real thing that you gotta look at is the body. Hmm. Maybe, uh, when it trampled me, I saw it's, like, you know, heart beating only got one heart instead of the three that we were potentially thinking. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that really works. And then the circulatory system, you can just see uh, it's, like, pumping blood into this one disgusting stump now. But it goes right. to all three, you know. Yeah. And then, now what's your your final question? What is about to happen? Hmm. Um. Yeah. Since one of its heads are gone, it seems like this thing is intelligent enough that it's going to try to escape. You, you've maybe done enough for it, and it's probably going to go somewhere else and just start causing havoc there once it grows its head back or whatever. So okay. if you don't kill it now, 
you might not ever get a chance again. And All right. let's go to sketch, right? You're on its back. Um, we're in a movie, so we all know this information, right? Mm-hmm. What do you do? Um, this might be the last, so he's, he's last opportunity. The, he's got this sword in there, and um, he's going to try to just jam a bunch of those serpent's tears like into the thing, so the next time that uh, somebody hits it, they fuck this thing up real bad. Okay. So, not really an attack, just like set up for another attack yeah i think that's that's totally fair um so into the wound that you already made you're just pouring all of your poison into it yeah he's just he just grabs the vials and he just smashes them and and smashes it into the thing um are you telling one of your compatriots that this is this is the plan yeah he's like he's like fuck this thing up who do you say it to do you say it to tibby or do you say it to gabagool and I think he just kind of yells it, but I'm assuming... Pick one. Pick who goes next, Austin. <laughs> I'm... I mean, I'm assuming he's... Is uh, Gabagool been in, like, melee range with it? Yeah, I think they're both in melee range at this point. Hmm. Gabagool has been trampled by it. Oh, if he's been trampled by it, uh... Then sure, he's saying... Then he's saying it to, uh, Tibby. Or TB. Sure. All right. Assuming, like, Gabagool might be dead. Oh, yeah. Good point. So, yeah, Tibby, uh, back to you. You've heard that information. It's full of poison at this point. Mm-hmm. Do I now know, uh, has Gabagool shared where the heart was? Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Well, I assume that once the poison has started getting into its system, that both heads are now pretty messed up, and it's kind of probably just retching, and its body's kind of thrashing about. Yeah, so he actually gave he did a different poison that oh, okay. rogues start with that makes any damage that happens even worse, essentially. Okay, so if I let's do not, know where the let's assume you knew that because you're compatriots, right? All right, so let's uh, let's give it a shot, trying to get wherever the heart is, whether it's underneath, up top, or around the side, or whatever. Are you trying to sort it, or yeah, right, yeah, I'm going to try to sort it. I'm definitely not up close, going to get enough. Uh, trying to get the bow out back out and and get the yeah that's right. get that done it's just not going to do it so let's try doing the sword thing well i got a seven i don't think i have any bonuses hey that's i mean that's enough to do your damage are you hitting with a bow no, no i'm hitting with a sword with sword okay that would be good if i actually typed in the right damage number all right so th- this is going to be one of the last rolls of the game right so mm-hmm. Tibby does. So you're attacking its heart, right? Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to cripple it. Um, which of the so one of the two heads? Let's say. Uh, hmm, I guess the lion hasn't done much except for throw up. So this is maybe the last gasp of the the lion head on on this brontosaurus neck, right? And it kills one of you. Does it kill Josh or does it kill Tibby? I mean, not Josh, but Joe. Sorry, you're you're fine, Josh. Don't worry. Does it kill Joe or does it kill Tibby? Is it is it going to kill me before I hit it, or is it going to kill me like no. during the hit? Is it going to kill me? No, I think you kind of put your sword up into its guts, right? And mm-hmm. then this other lion head, its last last desperate act is to uh, strike one of you two, and it's probably going to be the last blow. But is it Joe or is it Tibby? 
Um, I mean, I if it's going to be the lion head doing it, I'm going to be the only one close enough between the two. Because yeah. Joe is flying around, so and is purposely trying to stay away from the heads. That makes sense. How much? But, uh, hip, how many hit points does Tibby have left? Uh, I haven't been hit since we came back. Oh, that's great. So I'm at um, thirteen. Who? So we're my maxed out. Um, does someone have a a D twelve handy? I do. Can you roll, roll two of those? Yeah, I roll two D twelve. Got a two and a five, seven. Awesome. So yeah, that was a good choice, Tibby. You're actually going to survive this, but it looks like you're dead right now. Um, you kind of get knocked out right after you do this ki- theoretically killing blow, and this body kind of it's slow motion kind of just falls over and these, this viper head, this lion head are still seemingly alive, right? Um, Gabagool, do you allow these two things to like slowly die or do you want to kill them yourself? What are you doing? Do you want to harvest them somehow? What What's your reaction to this? Oh man. Um, it seems like they're bleeding out. Like there's no way the rest of the body can actually move at this point. I'm not taking any chances. I think I'm going baseball bat swing into the body. Mm. So you're just, you know, making just over and over beating a dead horse, theoretically situation. Is there something, well, is there something to harvest other than the heads? I mean, Austin was, you know, or I'm sorry, uh, whatever the frig his name is. The Panther. Jaguar. Panther. Jaguar. (laughs) Panther. uh, Seemed sexually uh, inclined to uh, process this goat head. Oh yeah, well we got to get. I got to get this off to show off to the babes. Yeah, so seems seemingly the rest of it's fine. Are you gonna go? Just gonna make sure it's dead. That's. I'll leave that kind of up to you. Well, let me see if I can discern anything here. In my no, I'll just I'll just let you. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I'll... Yeah, you don't have you don't have to make a roll. It's maybe oh maybe maybe I'll I'll give you this when you look at it like that like the weird stump that the goat head was up um, was attached to at one point you see it kind of like knitting together it's already kind of like regenerating healing oh boy yeah I'm definitely gonna take a swing at this thing just yeah. crush the body so it, it's pretty defenseless defenseless now so it's up to you I'll, I'll, do you leave it, it do you leave it alone or you nope. just like bloody this to a pulp bloody it nice so it's just gabagool just outrageously violent just like destruction of this this creature right exactly yeah and i think so it fades away right and now the credits roll and then do we have after credits epilogue real fast let's do a i know we're running short on time for austin here so let's do real quick Maybe just like a sentence or two, like the Marvel situation of, oh, and maybe a year or 10 years or something later, we see like one image of what each of the characters is doing, like their epilogue, what they've done or where they are now. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. So um, let's start with uh, with you sketch. So we we fast forward and uh, it's in a it's in a tavern and there's like a like a minstrel playing a flute or something like that. And there's a roaring fire and people are in there like having a good time. 
and there's a guy who comes in and he's a he's a fat guy covered in grease he's got his mustache all twirled up real real excitedly and there's these uh there's these ladies that he's talking to and they're all sexy babes and they're like no absolutely not we are not interested in talking to you even in the slightest and they get up and they leave and then he goes over to a, like the bartender and he's like he's like i'd like a drink and a little something uh, a little something extra if you know what i mean and she goes oh you're disgusting and she leaves uh and he leaves and he's like oh and then he looks around and he just sees like um a woman who you would describe as the second ugliest lady in the bar and he goes Ah, and he sidles up and he opens up this bag and he takes out the severed chimera goat head and he's like, hubba hubba. And that's all. And then we just change scenes. Uh, Gabagool, what do we see from you in the the next uh, months or years? Yeah, so it's me and and Joe the pigeon and we've uh, bought ourselves a little farm. And the two of us are just, you know, sitting on the porch drinking sweet tea and uh, sitting in our porch swing holding hand and wing and uh, just reminiscing about, you know, Tibbity and and the adventures that uh, that we had. And we have two little half-human, half-bird children. Oh, my word. I love it. I hope one... one 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 has a human head and the other has a bird head and the human head has a bird body and the bird head has a human body oh man and they've both become practicing christians <laughs> which uh, uh beautiful <laughs> beautiful uh what a, what a great scene um and then <laughs> uh tibby what about you what do we see i mean before or after that scene i guess so the, the problem is is that my scene takes place in between their scenes well that's actually fine. that's technically not true i like joe joe and and Gabadool are are definitely already got their thing going on at this point but joe still hasn't got his money so we show up at that tavern and it just happens to be the same day that the Panther is getting with the second nastiest chick in the tavern. And the only reason that <laughs> that Timmy's there is because he just wants to see what happens when Joe like just goes nuts on the Panther. Like, where's my money? Like we're talking we're talking Stewie on Family Guy beating the crap out of Brian. Like, where's my money? Like, just pecking at him. Like, just show me my money. And that's what funds everything that happens for Gabriel and Joe. That's how they buy the farm property? Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Incredible. All that money that was owed. Perfect. Alright, awesome. So make sure to change that order it'll be very easy <laughs> no the, the order for that makes uh, yeah that's uh, yeah that one's pretty easy <laughs> <laughs> all right that's great uh sorry you went a little over there austin that's but okay. that's that's dungeon world congratulations everybody
Thanks for joining us for another exciting Friday short episode of This American Dice. This was Cousin Quest, the finale. Cousin Quest starred Jake as Rabbi Pilkis Gabagool, Josh as Tibbity the Ranger, or TB the Ranger, depending on how you want to say it, and Joe was played by Rhea Perlman. Austin, of course, played the Panther, sketch Sparrowshanks, and our game master was David. Join us next week for another exciting short game on Friday, but join us Thursday for our long-running campaign of Monster of the Week, This American Monster. All that and more here on This American Dice. Additional music for this episode included mostly stuff by Cowpay, specifically Trenches and Eleven. Check Cowpay out on Facebook. They're pretty damn good. Till then, join us on Facebook or on thisamericandice.net or .com and rate, like, review, and subscribe the whole nine yards. Until then, I'm getting something. I'm getting something on the wind. What is it? Hmm. Somebody just took a shit.